Hello, and welcome to the Humumu Halloween Home Horror Hoedown. The podcast where we watch 31 horror movies throughout the hallowed month of October. Ranging from the critically acclaimed to film school projects gone gruesomely awry. And we take them all way too seriously. I'm your host, Mike Hommel. And I'm your host, Sully Hommel. Now warning, we use a ghoulish number of spoilers, so watch the movies first. Second warning, we don't know anything about anything, so don't take us seriously while we take these movies seriously. Today's movie comes to us from 1986, and it is called April Fool's Day. It is. It combines two of my least favorite things. (laughs) What are those? The 80s and April Fool's Day. The 80s is amazing, musically, and in no other way. I... eh, eh. None of that music was in this movie, so... No, it was not. No, there's very little about the 80s that I, like, think of as, oh, that was amazing, it's sad we don't have that anymore. (laughs) Like, you look back, and hairstyles, and fashion, and political movements, and basically everything, I'm just like, oh, that was terrible. Very special time in our history. A time when there were people named Chaz, Muffy... Arch, Kit, those are names. I mean, to be fair, those are rich person names from the 80s, <laughs> but yes, they are rich definitely. Names. This is another one of those rich people are different movies. Yeah, we've, that seems to be our theme this year for some reason. And uh, in this one, just a quick synopsis is that Muffy, and that's her real name, and in the movie, the people actually comment on, like, so that's really her name? Right, it's not short for anything. No, her name is Muffy. Yeah. And, oh, not just Muffy. Muffy St. John comes and invites a whole crowd of her college buddies to visit at her parents' cabin on uh, an island that is disconnected from everything. It's very private. Right. I don't remember it being very clear about exactly where they were, but it seemed... Very, like, northeastern to me. Like, sure, there were trees. <laughs> there were trees, but, like, there was the fairy and, you know, like, kind of oh, the yeah. gruff. Like, he sort of seemed like a many generations <laughs> Maine yeah. guy. You know, like, somebody living in Maine or Maryland or I don't know. Some Well, these are fine northeasterly rich people who were getting together for a party. Was it an April Fool's Day party? Was it Muffy's birthday I don't understand. I think it was just a, like, gathering. Like, they were just getting together for a party. You know, the sort of thing where, you know, her parents are gone, she has this island to herself, and she invited friends over. But it happened to be taking place over April Fool's Day. So, like, they were all pranking each other from the very beginning. Well, a lot. (laughs) With, like, really, really high-class quality pranks, (laughs) like, your flies open... When it's not. (laughs) Yes, that was popular. So that was kind of how it started. But then while they were on the ferry... The first official big prank was a guy getting stabbed in the gut and falling off the boat, which... Haha, it was fake! Everybody, you all dove in to rescue him for no reason. (laughs) Right? They set up... And it was pretty elaborate. They, like, set up the whole thing where they were having some knife-throwing contest, and, you know, one of them was losing and was getting annoyed, and it it was pretty elaborate, but it turned out to be a prank. But in the course of that prank, the assistant... 
on the ferry was one of the people who jumped in the water and he just decided to stay in the water while they were docking and he got crushed by the ferry which is so much about that made perfect sense like how he couldn't get away couldn't swim underwater couldn't swim between the beams of the pier and apparently getting hit by a boat just knocks an eye right out of your head that's right that's what boats do well i think like you know it got like crushed or something yeah. i don't know what happened but anyway that like starts off the the weekend on the island like yeah. the sheriff just happens to be there grabs the guy takes the boat away so which leaves them with no way of getting off the island very clever mm-hmm. and of course murdering ensues murder right. after murder just as you would expect sort of like you pointed out sort of like frogs where it was just yeah. you know people would wander off alone and not come back yeah and sort of like frogs there was a snake going after somebody in the woods and just like frogs they were on a deserted island full of rich people and and just like frogs much. the rich person who had invited <laughs> them there spent most of the movie being more concerned about why they were there than all the murders people dying which big old spoiler alert is is explained okay. in this movie in a way that was not explained in Frogs. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if it's time to talk about the twist. I feel like if we don't just put it out there, we're going to be dancing around it through this yeah, whole review. Yeah, because we're going to have a lot of things related to that. So, as much as there were April Fool's pranks happening throughout the whole movie, like exploding cigars and whoopee cushions and like little things like that, and then the murders start, and then... Surprise! April Fools! The whole thing was an April Fools prank that they were all in on as they got murdered. They got pulled in on the prank and none of them were actually dead at all. Yes. So, haha. It's an interesting idea because it's a movie you watch and throughout the whole movie you're following these murders and you're Mm -hmm. wondering the mystery of who's doing it and the twist at the end is nobody's doing it it's all a joke right which is a little like the it was all a dream but it's not quite the same because these are events that actually happened you're just confused about what really happened right well and i'm torn because i want i would be annoyed by that like at the end then i'm left Uh thinking well was this even a horror movie like eh, you know nobody really died whatever it was all pretend But, you know, it was. We thought it was real when it was happening. The thing that saved it for me, I think, was that there was a reason why. It wasn't just an elaborate April Fool's prank. She was testing out this idea for having a whodunit scenario. Like she was going to turn her cabin, this cabin into like a bed and breakfast with a murder mystery element. And so they were trying it out. Her reasoning for that was insane because basically she's like, now I know that was extreme and crazy and you all thought you were going to die and we were all in grave danger because any one of you could have tried to, you know, stab me or whatever in the process and people could have died. But when (laughs) when I do it for real, the people showing up will know that it's fake and they'll be in on it. And like, well, then why didn't you practice doing that? (laughs) Right. That ultimately means that this was a terrible dress rehearsal (laughs) for what she's trying to do. So... It was definitely that they shoehorned this into the plot to make it make sense, but not... I don't know why. Like, why Why did they go to the extreme of having literally nobody die? Because even the guy who fell off the boat 
at the beginning, it. it was all part of it. And that seems like it takes the teeth out of the horror movie. Like, there's yeah. no... Why? Why? <laughs> well, I mean, it's like I was saying before, it, it, I think that's an interesting idea because while you're watching it, the teeth are there. You're watching something threatening and mysterious and you're trying to solve it. And then at the end, okay, so the answer at the end turns it around so it wasn't anything bad. The but answer, you didn't know that when you were actually experiencing it. The answer at the end makes it so that you thought there were teeth in the movie and it turns out they were just those little <laughs> plastic glow-in-the-dark right. teeth that you get when you go trick-or-treating. But to be fair, that's true of every movie. In the end, it was just a movie. So Okay, but not in that universe. Like, it I was know, a movie for us, but in that movie universe, <laughs> people really died. Like, the horrible things really happened. And in this, it was a movie for us, but it was like nothing happened in the other universe. I think that's, an, I think that's a sort of... Uh, I mean, it's almost like you could split the movie at that point and just say the movie before that horror movie, the movie after... Uh, interesting mind manipulation movie. Except there was none of the mind manipulation element. And I think maybe that's what's bothering me about it is that I like the mind manipulation and I'm very unsatisfied with that piece of it. Like it was, it was very wrap it up at the end. Yes. What actually got me, I, I have to admit, I chose this movie because I had heard the twist. It makes me sad because I had heard going in, I added this to the list a long time ago, and what I heard back then was, oh, you should see April Fool's Day, you know, it's a twist on the slasher genre. And I was like, okay, that sounds good. And then before I could get away from it, I found out what the twist was. Oh, yeah. So I knew the twist going in. I found that out like a year ago. So watching the movie, I was like, wait, is this really what I thought it was? Because it's very convincing. It's too convincing. Like, there's no way this could have happened. Like, it could have been that convincing. So here's the thing, though. The assistant fairy person falling off was so unconvincing (laughs) that I was like, either this is an extremely terribly done movie or (laughs) that is also a prank. Like, I didn't necessarily assume that everything was. Right. I didn't assume everything was a prank but i was like well this is gonna turn out to be a prank and then it didn't write at first so then you know the longer it goes without explaining that that was a prank i was like "Eh, maybe it is maybe it isn't but then it kind of throws the whole movie into question but that's how i i kind of felt like i was like are these real murders like not that they were so believable in real life but that they were so believable within the level of realism that we were seeing in this movie i'm like i i don't really know that these people are surviving because how would that work and in the end they they technically explained it but it doesn't really work no it's too good and it it fails that twist test that i have like if a movie Mm. has a twist you have to be able to go back and look at everything prior to the twist and it still has to work and at this point after the twist, you go back and I'm like, eh, I have too many questions. I, right. There's too many things where I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure that person would not have been willing to participate. I'm pretty sure that couldn't have happened in that way, you know. And there were a lot of ones where like somebody died within a couple rooms of somebody else. First of all, silently, which doesn't even work for a real death. Like they were right. murdered. What happened? Second of all, they were laying there dead. The person found the dead body. So they had to convincingly be a dead body to this other person. Then they had to sometime in this 
gap of a couple minutes get explained that they were supposed to pretend to be dead. Right. And not be like, oh my gosh, what? This All these previous ones were fake? <laughs> Loudly so that the people in the hall are like, wait, what's going on in there? Or like when Nikki went down the well and there's like heads bobbing up and bodies uh-huh. bobbing up. And then later they're like, oh, it was all movie magic and it was, yeah. you know, makeup and these, you know, fake heads and whatever. And I'm like, no. <laughs> That's not convincing. She was really up close and personal. The heads, maybe, because I could see her, like, trying not to touch them. But there was a whole body. Well, what's interesting about that is if you think about it, I'm assuming that was the real girl, not like a doll. Because a doll, you couldn't do a whole person. That would never work. If it was her, she was underwater. What happened? Right. (laughs) Neither one of those under there? Neither one of those scenarios makes sense. So... That's the problem that I see. And I think it could be really interesting to do this movie very carefully and professionally in a way that looked super convincing to the audience, but could be explained clearly. Like, in the Mm -hmm. end, you'd be like, oh my gosh, those people, you know, were dragged away and given a thorough talking to for half an hour and explained what they needed to do. I would almost want it to be done, like clue style where at the end they go back and like show you scenes that you didn't see where they're like this is how we manage this and oh you almost caught us here but we slipped in you know yeah that that would would be be, really fun i i think that would be interesting so i mean that would be cool and i think i mean that's why i found this movie interesting was it's a new fun idea was it good though (laughs) i think you know going back to you said it's a a twist on a slasher film i'm like well there was very little slasher in it even though literally everybody except two of the characters (laughs) was supposed to die three of them because buffy slash muffy was still (laughs) right um yeah running around the explanation that they found was that muffy which is a totally real name, had a twin sister named Buffy, which is also a totally real name and great because what a great combo that is. Right. Obviously, <laughs> if you had a set of twin girls, you would name them Buffy and Muffy. So three, everybody but three people was supposed to die. And they did, but it none of it was slasher to me. Like, I, yeah. it didn't feel like a slasher film. Like, you would see, like, a little bit of something happening and then it would cut right. away. because well, they had to. And then you'd come back and they would be dead. Oh, yeah, that makes sense because they didn't actually die. But that was also pretty convincing to me. Like, it kind of felt like... I don't know. It felt like they were just not showing it to you. Like it it didn't leave me going, oh, well, something's up because they didn't show it. It felt kind of like that cutaway just before it's too late. Yeah, but it felt like that. It felt like if you're trying to make a slasher film be like PG-13 <laughs> or, sure. you know, it's again, it's taking the teeth out of the horror film piece of it. It sanded off all the sharp edges, which then made it not really that horror-like. Um, and honestly, I was more interested in the whole Buffy-Muffy twin sister escape from an insane asylum and was trying to kill them for revenge. I was way more interested in that plot line. I wanted that movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you could probably find that movie. Well, that's true. But I do, like, I felt like it. they untwisted the movie. Like, it was interesting. We were finding the twist. And then they were like, oh, no, it's something much less interesting than that. (laughs) I (laughs) suppose. I guess it's kind of real life. So I have an idea for how this movie could have ended that would have made me feel less annoyed at how defanged the whole movie Mm -hmm. became. They had all just murdered each other in response. Well, sort of. (laughs) I mean, not that, but... (laughs) 
If somebody had really died as the result of this prank, like, so like this prank is going on and everything's fine. And toward the end, right before they reveal, like one of these people who's now been hunted for an entire day, they think, and lost all of their friends, like you get to this level of desperation and something happens, like one of them, you know, like they, the two remaining people turn on each other and one of them kills the other one or one of them kills the person who set the whole thing up and then like finds the fakery and they're like oh no so somebody for real dies and then the people who were all in on the prank were like oh no wait stop like this was all a joke yeah that sounds a lot more interesting so that there's some real level of intensity because otherwise it's just that letdown and at the end of this movie they tried to they didn't try. They sort of set up a bit of that with the surprise gift left for Muffy in her room, which was a yeah a dark reminder of her past. And then, haha, someone's slitting her throat, but it was a fake throat slit. And then they're friends again. Right. And it was like, for a minute, I thought it might be real and it might do what I was looking for uh-huh. because that character had been one who, like, like the prank that they had played on her in her room was it triggered an emotion an, an actual emotional response yeah. like she really it was really something from her past that was painful and that she was struggling with and so there was that possibility that they might have pushed a little too far and you know pushed her into she was going to kill muffy and to get revenge yeah and which would have been extreme in the but- scene at the end when they were all revealed just hanging out which was super weird they didn't react at all when the surviving girl entered the room very strange but in that scene nan who was the nerd girl who was traumatized by this event she looked angry and i yes. was like oh yes th- this is gonna be the thing and no she no. just she just fake killed her she fake end. killed her and then it was like oh just kidding also why did muffy scream and react like she was being killed <laughs> when she was had a fake knife pulled across well, her throat like i mean you feel something sliding across she couldn't tell the water, difference wet coming down she couldn't tell that she wasn't being cut open <laughs> like come on i don't know anyway that's my idea for improving this storyline we'll try that in our remake ha all right sounds good one thing i really did enjoy was uh one of the pranks i guess it's a prank was there was a painting with the eyes cut out of it and you could see these eyes flicking back and forth through the eye holes and they're like what's going on and they moved the painting and it was one of those kitty cat clocks with the eyes going back and forth (laughs) that was pretty awesome actually so was the i think it was the very next prank was people were going to bed they turn off their light and turning it off made this other light go on that was and like three way like there were two lamps and then the overhead light and each time you turned off one of the lights it would switch to a different one and (laughs) that was a pretty clever trick i don't know if that's possible but it's pretty cool i mean it involves some pretty significant electrical work i think to do to get the overhead light involved they got some help from their hollywood uh makeup artist right right what did you think of the cast of characters that we were dealing with I think we got our cast of the usual obnoxious, horny teens who are like pulling pranks on each other. They would be in any movie, not just an April Fool's movie. That's like part of what makes them so obnoxious. 
Um, mm-hmm. and we got it one that looks like Kevin Bacon. We got one that looks like Greg Kinnear. We got one that looks like Helen Hunt. We've got the one that looks like Sarah Michelle Geller, whose uh-huh. character, like, not only did she look <laughs> and talk very similarly to Sarah Michelle Geller, but then her character, I kept calling her the Vampire Slayer character because yeah. she was like the one girl who, like, she climbed down the well because nobody else would do it. And she went out to find the well when the water stopped working. And like, she was always the one who's like, fine, I'll do it. Yeah. And you know, that's a great thing about this movie was the water stopped coming out of the sink and they went to the well, which is the thing that gives water to the sink. So that made sense. Oh, wait, that's not oh, why it they wasn't it, the though. septic. They yeah. didn't go looking. They Yeah. But, but all, what didn't make sense is that the water stopped coming out of the sink so then they went to get water out of a well that even before they found the bodies in it <laughs> right. was green and disgusting it and like uncovered. Okay. Like this was not a well you would drink out of. Oh, no. And then she jumped into it. So. Right. Right. <laughs> Although I did like that after that whole scene where, you know, she's in the water and she finds the bodies and there's all this trauma that... <laughs> And we get back to the house and, you know, they're like patting her on the shoulder and they're daring her Uh and somebody brings her a glass of water and she (laughs) freaks out. I'm like, oh, that was appropriate. That was good. Yeah, Yeah, we did have the the kind of normal we had the like obnoxiously rich kid we had the farm kid we had the theater person we had there was some subplot about the one kid harvey yes harvey was one of the poor kids there were two of them one was obviously like he was went to a public college like whatever you know and and they were just like letting him hang out with them (laughs) yeah um, but then Harvey was, he looked like, I actually called him the extra Richie Rich character at the beginning because yeah. I was like, oh, he's like the wealthiest of the wealthy. But it turns out he was actually a, a farm kid. Like he grew yeah. up on a farm and was just trying to break into the nouveau riche. Well, he was trying to get a job with Muffy's dad or something. But like because that. he wanted to be rich. Like yeah. his whole goal yeah. was, I'm going to break in and be one of these people. Whereas the other guy was like, whatever. Yeah. I don't, you know. I'm Kevin Bacon. It's cool. Yeah, I don't need to be you. And so, yeah, he wanted to get a job with Muffy's dad and he wanted to hang out and date Muffy because, like, he had, there was a whole scene where he was rehearsing what he was Uh going to say as to why they should be a couple because, and he kept getting to, like, well, with my skills and your... And he never was <laughs> he able to finish it. No no idea what like, she brings to the table. Like, he couldn't even pretend that there was something important that she brought because he was so wrapped up in it really was her money that he cared about. He didn't yeah. know anything else about her. Which, I mean, that goes a little... Uh, significantly deeper than the entire rest of the movie like that that's a plot that there's something going on there speaking of deep important messaging there was one line in the movie where i was like oh there's a little something going on here this kid rob is talking about how he was told by um like job counselor type Mm -hmm. guy that he was not, not serious enough and the other guy archie i believe says well, you know, in today's world, how can you be serious when at any moment someone could steal a nuke and kill us all? 
Yes. It was very, like, that was very 1980s. It and, was the Cold War coming but up. But it, it was interesting to hear that because it made me realize, oh, they had the same mentality as millennials do now. Yeah. Like, it just, it that same metal- mentality just keeps building on itself. <laughs> like, we just keep digging ourselves deeper and deeper into our youth feeling like they don't have a future. Sure. Which seems particularly relevant since while we were watching this movie, or somewhere around the time that we were watching this movie... Greta from Sweden was speaking to the UN about how children in her generation don't have a future. Yeah. She so, was talking about how she's concerned about people stealing nukes. No, that wasn't her topic. That was not her it's topic. It's not the 80s anymore. <laughs> right not. now the world is literally on fire instead of <laughs> metaphorically. Yes. Um, one thing I struggled with because it was from the 80s was that all of these characters looked very similar to me. Yeah, they did. Which is always a problem in these movies. Like when you have a big cast of teenagers, there's always that like, wait, they all look the same. It's hard to tell them apart. Which one is which? But they were all so stereotypically 1980s, rich, obnoxious people (laughs) that I was most of the way through the film before I really knew who was who. And... I struggled even guessing, like, usually I solve that by, I don't worry about learning their actual names. I just give them nicknames and I'm like, (laughs) oh, that's the preppy and that's the, you know, tough girl and that's the nerd. And like, Mm -hmm. I just pick up on their stereotype and then remember which one is which then. But here I couldn't even necessarily figure out how they were supposed to be differentiated (laughs) within the context of their characters because I... I'm enough removed from that. Like I was young enough, I think, in the 80s that I didn't recognize the tags like we were talking about when we talked about it. I'm like, I can see that this character is supposed to be different because she's a little quieter or she's a little something. But I'm not exactly sure what, which member of the clique she's supposed (laughs) to be. Yeah, I they were definitely hard to tell apart. They were generic teens for sure. Very generic. I mean, not really teens because they were supposed to be college kids, which is good because they were the same age of actors that always play teens. But in this case, they were playing their own age of like 21, 22. Even as playing college kids, though, I still was like, oh, no, these people are well out of college. And like they looked like they were in their late 20s. Yeah, probably. Um, Some of them. Yeah. I'm afraid I am not going to be rating this movie highly. I got that impression when you were reading Facebook while we were watching the movie. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't it wasn't that interesting. Uh-huh. I really wasn't intrigued. I very much intensely disliked all of the characters. <laughs> sure. Like there really wasn't anybody. Usually I can find somebody where I'm like, "Oh, I'm on that guy's side or I I'm backing that character. I hope that's the last one alive. And I guess the two that were alive at the end, Rob and Kit, were the ones I would have hoped would be alive had I been able to identify them early enough. Hmm. Like they were definitely the more like common sense, rational yeah. people. They're the ones that are always saving the day at the end, right? Sure. But I couldn't really see that in them early enough to care. (laughs) The twist or the untwist kind of annoys me. I wasn't that impressed with anything about the filmmaking. Like, no, I mean, it, it wasn't terrible. Like I'm, it wasn't bad in terms of filmography or set or the script. It just there, it wasn't good either. So I'm going to give this movie 
two exploding cigars out of five. Okay. Yeah. I like what you're saying about kind of the mediocreness, like the, I feel like the acting and directing and the cinematography and stuff was like surprisingly not bad. Like it was all fine. Like I didn't feel like the character, the actors were terrible. Like I usually do in these kind of movies. Sure. For this kind of movie, it was, yeah. 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 But again, nothing great, just surprisingly okay, which Mm -hmm. is a quite a compliment. I think I liked it more than you. I liked the twist, sort of. Like I said, it doesn't make any sense with what we actually see, so it it doesn't really pan out. But I like what they were trying to do. And I think it is an interesting exercise to to say, you've seen this. It was horrifying and scary. I mean, it wasn't really, but as much as movies like this are. You had the mystery and the scares. Now, haha that wasn't real. I feel like that does sort of work in a way that it was all a dream doesn't work. There's something there that if it was done really well would be cool. They didn't do it really well. So whatever. And, And I have to say, it definitely didn't give me that Ooh, that I get when a twist really comes out when you're like, oh, that all makes sense. Right. It didn't do that. So, so it's not great. I definitely wouldn't recommend it to be seen. It's just kind of meh. It's fun that it exists is kind of my take on the whole idea. I, I wish this had been tried one or two more times. Um, there is a remake. I don't know if it's technically a remake. It is another movie called April Fool's Day. It's by the same director, I think, or maybe it's just one of the producers. And it shares some music, so I clearly is related. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's actually taking the same ideas. I don't know if it's really worth us checking it out or not. That frustrates me because I would like to see if they kept the twist like if yeah. the plot is all the same in terms of like i know it's been it, modernized yeah it doesn't look like setting, the same but, plot from the trailer but i don't right. know if it has the same twist right so i you know i'm kind of curious to see it just to see how it compares but also i disliked this one so much that i'm <laughs> like well then i'm just setting myself up to dislike another movie yeah i, I doubt it's a great movie yeah. it also looked like it was made for tv which is not a good sign yeah So that said, let's talk about this movie. And I think I'm going to give it two exploding cigars out of five. And uh, it was a little bit fun, but, you know, not good. So there (laughs) you go. I mean, a very, very little (laughs) bit fun. It's almost, I would put it on par with frogs for supremely different reasons. Like, I had my fun with frogs, but also that was boring and terribly acted. And I had my fun with this but also it wasn't really a good story. Like, very different feelings. This this movie didn't get boring like Frogs did at all. Oh, I disagree <laughs> with you on that. Well, yeah, you were on Facebook. See, and I'm sitting here thinking, oh, I would rather watch Frogs because <laughs> it was bad enough that I was entertained that's, by how bad it yeah, was. Yeah, that's where I got the fun out of that uh-huh. one. And with this one, I got the fun from the actual movie legitimately. Just I didn't get that much fun, hence right. two out of five. Right. So that's my opinion on this one. That's it for April's Fool's Day, and um, we will be back tomorrow with another movie review. Hooray for us! Hooray for us!
Ooh. Eh. He, but, oh. Eh. Meh. <laughs> 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 well. Uh, uh,